Come on and put your hands together and bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Next, we have our welcome occasion by Brother James Williams. Good morning, church. On behalf of our pastor, Reginald Buckley, his ministerial staff and pulpit guests, our event organizers, and the men of K Chapel, we welcome you to our annual Men's Day program. Today, Thanks, Bill. Our theme today is men walking in the wisdom of God. Today, we want to take time to acknowledge, to honor, and to celebrate men of God. Men who might not be perfect, but work hard every day to do what's right. Men who sometimes run, sometimes walk, sometimes stand still. And if we're going to be honest with each other, sometimes take a step or two backwards. But always working and striving to order our steps in the word and will of God. Today we take time to celebrate men who have devoted their lives, their resources, and their time to service of their God. And we encourage you to join in with us today in that celebration. So if there's a man in your life, husband, Son, father, uncle, nephew, and you know that man loves you because that man loves God, and you feel like shouting, our eyes are open, our musicians are ready, our ushers got fans, and Mother Curry got those big old handkerchiefs. If there is a man in your life who is a role model for the youth of today's generation and you feel like singing praises to your God because of that man, when the men stand up, stand up you stand up with him. If there is a man in your life who has devoted everything he can and lifts up his family, lifts up his church, and lifts up his community, while he uplift his God, and you want to testify, we're going to ask you to hold that testimony. Because I have seen you wrestle with right over that microphone. But even if you can't say a word, welcome to our Men's Day celebration. say in the country, that'll preach. At this time, we would like to uh, recognize our visitors. We're not going to ask you to say anything. Any visitors, please stand. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Won't you remain standing for just a moment? God bless you. 
Amen. So good to have you with us on behalf of all the officers and members of K Chapel Baptist Church. We're so delighted and excited that you are here. Whenever your schedules allow, we want you to come back. If by chance you're looking for a church home, we want to convince you that you have just found the perfect church home just for you. And while you're standing, we're going to give you something you can't get anywhere else but right here at K Chapel. This is our fellowship here. Won't you reach out and welcome your neighbor?
presence of the Lord. It is now time for our benevolent offering. Brother Charles Moore followed by a prayer of consecration by Brother Perry Allen. morning, Cade Chapel. How y'all feeling this morning on this great men's day? Looks like we having back-to-back weekends, this weekend and next weekend. Yeah, we celebrate men. But I want to take this moment just to thank God for giving us the ability to give, the ability to serve, the ability to be there for someone else. Um, Sometimes we get caught up in what we have and, and how we got it, and we never pause to say, thank you, Lord, because at the end of the day, it all belongs to him. And if we truly believe that every word in the Bible was, came from a breath from God, then we understand that he commanded us that we should give. So we would like to take this time just say a slight prayer to God and give him thanks. Lord, I thank you for the ability to give. I thank you for all the things you have brought me through with your blessings. And Lord, I pray that you create me in the form that I might be a blessing for others. I pray that you guide my mind, my heart, and my soul that with the gift that you have given me that I will give them back unto you. Lord, I pray that you protect each person and the person who needs us Lord I pray that you bring them to us that we may be of service to that person we ask these words in your precious son Jesus Christ's name Amen
for a word of prayer. By your heads, please. Father, we want to come to you once again. Thanking you, Father, for giving us the ability to give. Father, we know that it is not ours that you've collected. But Father, it didn't come from our purses, it didn't come from our wallets, our pockets, nor even our banks. Father, it came from your hands to our hearts that it may reach your people. Father, we thank you. We honor you today. We give you the glory, for we know you are great and magnified above all others. Father, and let's take us this time to remember, as it says on the money that was collected, in God we trust. Well, if, if money can say in God we trust, then we should walk out boldly and say the same. And we also understand that the world may tell us, give until it hurts. Well, Father, we know that you tell us, give until it heals. Because it's your people that is for. It is your people that it is to bless. It is your people, those that call you by your name. Those that trust in you to say, thank you, God, for all your many blessings. For it is not for our glory, Father, but for yours. And we thank you. And we give you the honor and the praise this day. And through it all, we ask your blessings and your continued sustainment of your people. Father, these blessings we ask through your son, Jesus Christ. And in his holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. And say amen again. That's one of our new deacons. He pray like an old deacon. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Amen. Amen. our morning announcements. Cedar Grove Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 12764, Jackson, Mississippi, 39236. Reverend Curtis L. Strong, pastor, a church that is Bible-based, church-centered, and Holy Spirit-led. Theme, Christian men pressing toward the mark of a higher calling. You're invited to the annual Men's Day program of Cedar Grove Baptist Church on Sunday, June 23rd, 2019 at 3 p.m. Our speaker for the occasion is the Reverend Reginald Buckley, pastor of K Chapel Baptist Church of Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> we might know him. <laughs> Please send a representative for your choice to represent your church on this occasion. Thanking you in advance, Brother Julia Strong and, and the men of Cedar Grove Church. The women's choir will rehearse in preparation for Father's Day, Saturday, June 15th at 11 a.m. Here's a card. It takes a special kind of person to care enough to take the time for others to do whatever it takes to help somebody out. For everything you have done, for everything you have given, thank you. God bless you and your kindness will never be forgotten. The Cooks and Palmer family. <clears throat> your kindness made a difference and your thoughtfulness touched my heart. I could, have, I, could, I could have never imagined experiencing such a loss of both of my grandmothers in such a short time, but I am extremely grateful that you all were there to help me through. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for the love you shared with my family and I. It will never be forgotten, and may the Lord reward you for your kindness. 
Ashley McLaughlin. At this time, we're in the hands of our deacons. Good morning, K Chapel. Come on, let's do better than that. Good morning, K Chapel. Let's get a let's get a man a hand. <laughs> Always good to start there. <laughs> so, as we will see, I'm not sure the media will roll. Um, you know, our theme, Coming to America, I think what, what uh, Sister Lowry had last year. So I'm going to say Coming to America and Coming to Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. And you'll see where I'm going, what I mean by that. Um, our senior pastor will be celebrating 12 years of service here on July 28, 2019. Come on now, we can do better than that. Come on. So, okay, l let me make this plain. So 12 years ago, and, and just listen to me, 12 years ago, through much prayer and petition, our pastor, along with his lovely wife, Dr. Lucretia Buckley, and his two beautiful children, toddlers at the time, car seat strapped, <laughs> preschoolers, embarked on a journey here at K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church to make God's vision a reality. I will say there is no secret to what God can do. As Sister Gail Lowry most eloquently reminded us last Sunday, the number 12, or should I say the year 12, is not an ordinary number. It represents perfection. It is by God's intervention and not by coincidence that year 12, the year before our church's 140th year anniversary, is a year that signifies positivity, faithfulness, optimism, and growth. We are thankful for God for 12 years of dynamic leadership, 12 years under an aggressive visionary, 12 years of a, of a well-renowned man of God that is clothed in humility, a man of integrity that inspires us all not just to do more, but to be more. That deserves a grand display of celebration to the Most High God for his blessings, for him blessing us not only with a pastor, but the man of Reverend Reginald M. Buckley. So as we move closer to our 11 o'clock anniversary program, uh, we ask that everyone utilize the anniversary envelopes. They are located in the back of your pew. We're asking everybody to contribute $50. But if God gives you the vision to do more, we want you to do more. If you're not able to do more, then give what you can. Because it means that you're giving from the heart. Last but not least, we're planning our Friday Family Fellowship. Some of y'all were there with us when we went to Paris. Some of y'all got a chance to celebrate big time in Buckley's Big Top. I think Steve Harvey was there. I, I didn't get a chance to make it. <laughs> but this year our event will be known as Buckley's Night of Stars. This will be a unique talent review where you'll be able to sign up in the back if you got talent. We're looking for around 12 talents, anywhere from singing, liturgical dance, and other expressions of talent as we sit back, enjoy, and fellowship with our first family. Once again, God has blessed us with 12 amazing years. Under the leadership of, Reginald, of Reverend Reginald M. Buckley and we, the people of Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church, are excited and we are ready to worship, to fellowship, and to give. Thank you for your time. I believe we have 
two that are going to put him on by baptism this morning. And now I'll read from Matthew, the 28th chapter, 18 through 20, and from Romans, the 6th chapter, verses 3 through 11. And he came, and, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized unto into Jesus Christ? Forgive me. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, and like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we be planted together in the likeness of his death, we should also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead in Christ, with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, that death have no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Take me to the In obedience to the great head of the church and on the profession of your faith, my brother, I now baptize thee in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. this young man that has put you on by baptism. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would give us the knowledge to, to go on the journey with him, O oh Lord, as he embarks this new phase of his life. Father, we love you and we need you. We ask, O oh Lord, to just continue to keep your loving arms around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. I believe we can go back and pick up the media announcements. Is that right? Amen, amen. And just I believe they have those ready. And we want to go back and pick those up just now. God bless you. God bless you. We'll receive our announcements now from our media team. some oil on it. Put some oil on it. Anoint it. Pray over it. Amen. Do whatever you got to do. Amen. They're going to get it ready. While they're getting that ready, let's go ahead. God bless you. Next, next we'll have our tithes and offering. Reverend Stanley Wright. It's now time for us to make ready to worship the Lord through our giving. And we give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. We give because we are giving God thankfulness for supplying us with different provisions in our lives. We give because we want to see God's kingdom grow through the missions and the ministries that occur here and around the world through K Chapel Church. We ask now that the tithers will come first and then we will take our regular offering. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen.
Anybody here love to praise his name? Anybody really love to praise his name? Amen, amen. Y'all sounding mighty good, man. Amen. I know we got to get to somewhere. But you know, it is Pentecost Sunday. And, 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 and if the Spirit is moving one way, I believe on Pentecost Sunday, you ought to let the Spirit have his way. And I don't know about you, but I just love, I just, I love, I love, I love to praise. Marcus, if you don't mind, if you don't, I know you got it right around there, but come on back around. Cause I, hey, hallelujah, hallelujah, say I. church. It is my honor to bring the tribute to the men of K Chapel this morning. 
The theme is men walking in wisdom with God. The scripture is from Colossians, the first chapter, 9 through 10th verse. And I'm going to share with you this morning what it says. So we have not, not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Will the men of Cade Chapel please stand? If you can. To our senior pastor, Reginald Buckley, and Pastor Emeritus, Horace Buckley, and to the esteemed members of the pulpit and church family, but especially our guest of honor, the men of Cade Chapel. In keeping with today's theme, it is crucial that you seek God's wisdom because only he knows what lies ahead. Seeking his wisdom saves you from making grave mistakes and misjudgments, and it also keeps you and protects you from corrupt people. But most of all, seeking God's wisdom pleases God. We have example of men in the Bible who walked in wisdom with God. Moses received spiritual wisdom and understanding from God through his father-in-law, Jethro who was a practical troubleshooter and organizer. But Mo because Moses listened and received counsel, he was able to streamline his life and godly responsibilities, and he was able to continue his purpose to fulfill God's plan. We also have Solomon, who loved the Lord and followed the instructions of his father David, who was true, honest, and faithful to God. Solomon recognized that God positioned him as a ruler of his people, and he asked God for wisdom, not wealth. One more time. He asked God for wisdom and not wealth. He asked God for a discerning heart to govern his people and distinguish between right and wrong. I look at my own life and the godly men who taught me to love God and have an agape love for others. I remember men like my grandfather, his brothers, and his father. I remember and think of my father and stepfather and uncles. I think of men like Dr. A.J. Stovall at Russ College, Isaac Bird, Benny Thompson, and the late Mayor Shukwe Lumumba, men who taught me and fed me, and fed me their wisdom and asked only that I pay it forward and bring someone else along. The men of Cade Chapel are godly men, guided by God's wisdom and understanding. You, put, you are put in positions where you not only govern God's people, but you change and you influence the trajectory and the path of God's people. We have our own examples in our senior pastor, Reginald Buckley, the shepherd of our flock here at Cade Chapel. We also have Major Ken Brown, the executive, our executive director of our youth department, as well as others. They seek God's wisdom and counsel to influence the path of those among us who are the most impressionable, our young black men. The way they live honors and pleases God because they use his wisdom and judgment to produce good fruit in our youth, our future leaders, the next President Obama, the next U.S. Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall, as well as the next Horace and Reginald L. Buckley's. 
Just like Sister McQuilla Powell told us last week, watch what you pour into your children because you don't know who you are raising. God's wisdom yields good sense and keeps you on the path of righteousness and integrity. Wisdom is the underscore of honor within your personal and professional life. The men of Cade Chapel realize that walking in God's wisdom is not just for your benefit alone, but to achieve the perfect will of God. You use your godly wisdom and good sense to increase your reach and influence on other boys and young men. As the head of the church, the community, and family, you make God a vital part of everything you do to accomplish his purpose because you know the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and the Lord alone. Thank you for your obedience to God, and we encourage you to continue your commitment of receiving his wisdom to pay it forward. Thank you. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. Who, who's on the camera up there? Camera work. I'm a, I need you to do some camera work for me, okay? Are you with me? All right. Because, it, you know, it's important, uh, Judge, that that we tell our own stories. Because so often stories are told about us to others that didn't come from us. And, and with the power of media, we, we have to take control of our own narratives. I'm gonna ask these men to stand again. I'm gonna ask all these men to stand again. And now, now the camera, I want you to zoom from one side to the other of the faces. I need the faces, yeah. And go slow. Zoom in close. Get in. There you go. Yeah, that's good. And just slowly pan. Go slowly pan to the right. Because, and as you look at these, and I know online is looking in good. See, because these are the face, these are not the faces you see of black men on the news. You, you don't see these men. You, you see, uh, and, and, and our, all of our men are not in jail, are not selling drugs, are not killing folk. There's a whole army of men up here right now. M men, stand up in the congregation. Stand up, give me a camera, give me a, give me a sanctuary shot. Give me a sanctuary shot. Men, stand up in the congregation. These are the men. These are the men that we, <laughs> Monroe turned around good. He said, give me a, give me good, get me good. All of these men, the, these are our men. And, and, and the truth needs to be told that God is still using black men in America. I don't believe you're praying with me. God, God is still using black men in America. And we thank God that here at Cade Chapel, we can celebrate manhood that we can instill in our young boys manhood and that we can exemplify what God does with simple dust, what God does when we give ourselves to him. And, and none of us is perfect, but we are striving. We are striving. And something I can say about these men, these men, we got each other's back. I thank God for you. I thank God for you. I thank God for you. I thank God. Can we bless our men this morning? Can we bless God for our men this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless God for men this morning. Bless God for men this morning. 
men who get up and go to work, men who bring the work, the paycheck home, men, men who take care of their grandbabies and their babies, and come on and talk to me if you can, men, men, men who make sure that home is taken care of. Thank God for men. Thank God for men. Thank God for men. Hallelujah. Bless you. You may be seated. Listen, we're excited and delighted to have with us some men who are going to pour into us and in many ways our speaker who will be introduced to you later. But we're also privileged and glad to have uh, the president of our Layman's Association for our General Missionary Baptist State Convention, Brother L.C. Mitchell, is here. Amen. Brother Mitchell, if you will, come on and just take a minute and bring greetings on behalf of the convention and and just pour a minute into my men. God bless you. Good morning. I want to thank uh, Dr. Buckley for giving me this privilege. I've been long wanting to get here and have this chance to say this. Uh, I want to thank God for Katie's Chapel, how it works with me in our state convention. First of all, I bring you greetings from my General Baptist State Convention, where Dr. Isaac Jackson is our president. And also from our National Baptist Convention, Dr. Jerry Young is our president, and I serve as the Southwest Regional Vice President of the Southwest Region. And only because I serve, I don't take a towel, I serve. And, because, and the reason I can serve, because I have support from people like the men here at K. Chapel. And let's give these men another hand. I say to, and you know, I, I thank you for the words you shared about the media, because they have given us a bad name. But I'm thankful for the men here at K Chapel, and I just need to plug this while I have this chance. I'm thankful for all the support I get, but most of all, K Chapel have helped me represent this state all over this country. In the person of, and in the person of, uh, Brother James Davis, who is your local layman president. Uh, Brother Leo Hartfield. They're on the scene. Brother Terry Collins. Brother Thomas Cheatham. And it's just to name a few now. Brother Leo Simon. But I want to share something with you that these men, what I like about the privilege of this time that these men are real in their ministry. You know, everybody can talk ministry, but when it comes down to being real in what you do. I, I, we had a situation, Dr. Buckland, you were well aware of it, and we were concerned about it. We had a situation where our brothers and sisters in Crosby, Mississippi, were flooded out. And the call went out all over this state that we needed some disaster layman volunteers and I want to tell you that K Chapter stepped up three or four times, along with the brother James Davis. And I, I know a lot of these brothers, but Brother Green. Let me ask this brother. Brother Green. You won't find many brothers will work for what he do without wanting to know what's on the other end of it. This brother is truly a brother of God because he volunteered his service. And there was others, there was others, but I, I, I know what I'm talking about because there were some people I asked to come do she work 
They want to know how much was in it for them, Dr. Buck. <laughs> so I know what I'm talking about. But I, I want to just say thank you. My hat's off to Kay Chapel this morning. What an awesome privilege it is to be here in your presence and salute these men of God to you today. Thank you.
Next, we will have uh, the introduction of our guest speaker by Brother Thomas Cheatham, followed by a special music from Brother Walls. And then the next voice you hear will be that of our Men's Day message. Good morning. Since our pulpit have already been established and all of you all have been recognized, I'm here to do one thing, that is to present to you, you all the speaker for today. Uh, our speaker today, I learned him several years ago, and I met him teaching. Now, you all have read everything in it about him. I'm not going to tell you all about that. But I met him teaching, and when he was teaching, it sounded like he was preaching. Sound like he would preach. So at this time, I'm going to introduce to some and present to others our speaker for today, Brother Jimmy Maxwell of Olive Branch, Mississippi. just have to come. And, 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 and Dr. Reginald kept talking about the praise, this little song that we sang up at Matters. I can't let a day go by without praising his I can't forget 
when I can't, I can't let a day go by without counting the cost. No, I can't let a day go by without praising His name. Now, Monroe, this my verse. I can't keep it to myself. I've got to run on and tell someone else to hold on. God is still on the throne. I can't let a day go by without praising His name. I can't forget from whence I can't let a day go by without counting the cost. No, I can't let a day go by without praising Father God, you know what you have brought me here today. And we're certainly grateful for it. We ask now in advance that you would hide me behind the cross. That men, women, boys, and girls will see you and not see me. Father, we would ask you to bless your word, but your word is already blessed. But I am asking you to bless your weak and humble servant that I may carry out the assignment that is put in my hands this evening. Father God, we come thanking you now. In the name of our dog, your darling son, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the cross work that he done out on Calvary. Father, we thank you for this pastor. Thanking you for this group of men. Then thank you for the congregation here at Cage Chapel. Father, bless my family. As they will be leaving, going back home. Protect them. 
Keep your arms around them. That they will make their destination safe. Father, these all in all the blessings we ask in our darling son Jesus' name. Amen. inspired by the word of God. Amen. I know you can't hardly see me. But that's all right. I serve a big God. And my former pastor always tell me, don't ever shoot for 100. Go for maybe 90 or 99 and leave some for the Lord to do. We are, it's good for us to be here. We want to take this opportunity. I know protocol has been established, but my mama always told me, when people be nice to you, say thank you. So I don't know whether I get the chance again. I want to say thank you to your pastor, Pastor Buckley, to Pastor Buckley again, Pastor Wright, all of the ministers that is here, and to Brother Green, the chairman, who I just met today, but his brother and I are good friends. I have some good preacher friends, and his brother pastor up in Marshall County. Brother Cheatham, God bless you. And I wouldn't dare go any further without recognizing my dear friend, Brother Leotis Simmons. Love you, brother. Sister Berkeley, God bless you. First Lady Berkeley, we want to thank God for her. All of the members of Cave Chapel. I thank you for the invitation. But I certainly thank this pastor because I've learned that the congregation don't need to do anything that the pastor don't know about. I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't already talked to him at the Supermen Conference and got the okay. Because he's the leader. Thank you, Brother Cheatham, for that powerful introduction. Brother L.C. Mitchell, we want to thank him for being here. He's our leader in this region. He's the National Southwest Regional Vice President. And, and, and other than President Burke, that's where I get my orders from. Amen. We want to thank him for being here. All of the laymans that is here, we want to thank God for you. And for this honor. Thank the Lord for you. You're singing. Brother Terry Collins, thank you for the connection. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to say my speech in a minute. But I told y'all, my mama told me. 
Let's always be grateful. I got a little speech I'm going to say. And, and, and the law works in mysterious ways. Because when I had already gotten the law that gave me a speech, and when I got the thing, I went to working on another speech. But the sister got up a while ago and got that one. So I'm glad. Sister Westbrook, I sat there and said, thank you, Lord, that you gave me two. Because she done already dealt with the thing. Thank you. Thank you so very kindly. And at this time, I, would, I know they have stood a while ago, but I just lack for my family. Come all the way down. From up in Olive Branch and Tennessee. Stand up, y'all. Stand up. Right there on the front, that's my niece, my daughter, too. That's our husband, Brother Rick. Their son, and he, they're here, here. He's be going over to Jackson State on tomorrow. Amen. Amen. I felt like since I, I was bringing a Jacksonian, I'd be okay. Then back in the back, you got their daughter, Alana. And that's my oldest daughter, Mitch and them, says she the boss. Rose, and that's my younger daughter right there. The day, that, the day is her birthday. And I count that all joy that she would take out of her schedule to come and be with Daddy. All my children still call me Daddy. And that's my daughter, my son's wife, which is my daughter, wife vet. And that's my son. That's the only chip I got. That's the only one. You know, you know, we still like we were in the olden days. We men want to have somebody to carry on. But the Lord didn't bless me but one time. And ain't no need to sin. Maybe he will. No, he won't. It's all over. Then my, that's my son Marvin and then the, the apple of my eye. Can I just say it? I wasn't going to say it, but I've got to say it. She's the sugar in my tea. Amen. She's my best friend, the closest friend I got. One who helped keep me focused. One that I could tell anything, and nobody else going to know about it. And one that will follow me wherever I go as long as I'm not flying. <laughs> now she's going to be tired when she get back because she's going to hold on to the door all the time. Y'all may be seated. I thank the Lord for my family. The one with the birthday, that's, that's Brother Cheatham, friend. He done, he, he's trying to take my daughter. He'll call up there and be telling her what to do, still asking me, can she do? <laughs> We're just a blessing, so we're just grateful to have them here. And it's time to move on now. That we can go on and do what the Lord would have us to do. Beautiful thing, beautiful thing. And we're just grateful to God that he'll allow us another opportunity. But if you don't mind, You've read your theme. It's in the program. 
what I've been, ever since they gave it to me and the Lord gave it, and I'm thankful to him that if y'all don't mind, I'm going to try to let the theme that I have in the subject, the message, impact the theme that you have for today. Accommodate your theme. We're going to begin reading in Acts, the fourth chapter. Yep, I'm going to give you time. Yeah, please stand for the word of God. Acts, the fourth chapter. I'm going to begin reading at the 13th verse. Give you a little time. I ain't got a whole lot of time. As long as it's going to take you too long, I wait on Acts, the fourth chapter. And I'm going to begin reading at the 13th verse. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could not say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves saying, what shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle had, has been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it, but that it spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in the name, in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God judge ye. The 20th and final verse. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. If I were going to brand this a text this evening, I would use the voice of a biblical man. The voice of a biblical man. In this lesson, we find three points I want to, I see lifted up in there. Number one, the first point is the persecution of the voice of a biblical man. The second point I see lifted up in there is the presence of the voice of a biblical man. And the third and final point I see lifted up in there is the voice from a biblical man. Now, 
We know what had happened prior to that. Peter and John had gone to the temple at the hour of prayer. There was a lame man laying there. The Bible says he had been there since he was birthed into the world a long time. One, one, one virgin, one book tells us that he was there 30 in eight years. A long time to lay at the gate. He was there begging for hands out, hand out. Peter and John went there and told him, silver and gold, have we none, but whatsoever we have, we give unto thee. That is the preview of what had happened. Then they went on and wanted to know how did the man get his healing. They was already in good shape. They messed up. They started them to telling him about what had happened. And the people began to believe, believe. And this is what upset them. That Peter and them was preaching that Jesus had risen from the dead. And the Sadducees don't want to hear anything about the resurrection. So through them preaching this, they preached it and 5,000 souls were saved during that revival period. And that upset some folk. So that brings us to the scripture that we read. And, 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 and they went there and told them, said, we want them. Get them boys in here. And this is the same knife told Peter. The one that will cut your ear off. Same Peter. Same cussing Peter. We remember when that damsel saw him in the courtyard. She went there and said, you the one with Jesus. He said, no, it wasn't. Say, said, oh, yeah, it was you. Oh, no, it wasn't. And she came the third. Peter went to cussing. Same Peter. Same Peter. But Peter, Peter done had a renewed spirit now. He's a changed Peter. So, 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 we, 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 we looked in the, we, we don't want to draw this. And, and, and I said, thank you, Lord. And I shown up said, thank you, Lord, after the Sister Westbrook said that. Amen. The thematic introspection, which is related and constitutes a theme, is thematic. The introspection is a reflective look inward. So we want to just march in just for a while. And I'm so glad she, I heard what she said to men. Praise the Lord for you. I've heard about Kay Chapel before I even got to Jackson. Mitchell, make sure I keep up with Kay Chapel. I knew about Pastor Buckley. I knew his daddy was passing before he started. Mitchell had told me all of that before y'all even asked me to come down here. He had been telling me so much, I said, I want to meet these Buckley's. And I finally got to meet him. Praise the Lord. All right, it said, it said, it said, look, 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 look. Men, we, all men are not productive. And we got to be real. Y'all stay on the battlefield. Just say amen. Why does it seem that there is no voice in the family, the church, and the world today? We have more churches. Districts, associations, 
state and national convention, more teaching and preaching from more educated pastors and leaders, more universities, more seminaries, and Bible colleges, more technology, technological communication, more material and monetary resources. But with all this more that we have, it seems things are getting worse. In the family, the church, the world, and all society. But there's a problem. And the problem is that all there is not enough men with a biblical voice. What has happened to the voice of a biblical man? The voice of a biblical man is being silenced in the family, in the church. The family would do like they want to do. Church trying to do like it wants to do. And still are following what God wants us to do. And the world. We know that sin and death came into the world because of a silent Adam. Adam was there when the serpent was talking to Eve. But Adam failed to speak up because his voice had been silent. That scripture don't let nobody tell you that she had to go looking for Adam. The Bible says that when she ate, she gave to her husband who was with her. He was there. But he was silent. Silent. A silent Adam stands in the midst of temptation in silent disobedience. Giving silent consent to sin that gives birth to silent death. A man living in silent death has a silent presence in his family. A man living in silent death brings, brings a silent weakness into the church. A man living in silent death brings a silent weakness into the church that causes the church to make a silent noise in the community. And the world, a man living in the world of silence needs to hear and see the voice of a biblical man. The voice of a biblical man comes from a man who studies, lives, and teaches according to the revelation of the Holy Bible. The Bible is the inspired word of God that teaches and instructs us the will of God for our lives. The will of God is revealed in covenant relationship to his people as a gift of grace executed and secured in the gospel of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Bible addresses the deep, deepest confines of the soul and, and affects every aspect of our being. The will of God in the Bible is directed towards our eternal residence with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
The Holy Bible, the Holy Bible must be proclaimed to reveal sin and summon sinners into repentance. The Holy Bible is a standard for judgment, not the laws of men. When men set up their own judgment, they will not experience the forgiveness of sin and will not be in covenant relationship with God through Jesus Christ. They will, people will put off restraints. Don't want to be restrained. Don't want to be rebuked. Don't want to be chastised. Want to run through the streets doing their own thing. When, when, where there is no revelation of the will and mind of God. Proclaimed to the, through the personalities of God's called people. The people that do not know God will run through the streets. Out of control, looking for life and destroying themselves in the meantime. The voice of a biblical man will suffer persecution. That will attempt to steal his voice. Kill his presence and destroy his proclamation of the word of God. What are the answer to the challenges of the voice of a biblical man? I'm glad you asked. That brings us to our first point, the persecution of the voice of a biblical man. And, and the, Acts 4 and 18, it said, and they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach. In the name of Jesus. A biblical man who lifts up his voice to speak and teach in the name of Jesus Christ will suffer persecution. Persecution means to drive away or put to flight. The purpose of persecution still is the same today. To take people away from Christ. However, the method of Satan has changed. It has become more inclusive. Persecution has always used pain to drive people away from Jesus. Persecution now includes pleasure to draw people away from Christ. Persecution today is inclusive with an emotionalism that makes people happy rather than holy. Emotionalism should not be framed reality, but is meant to be an indicator of a spiritual reality. In C.S. Lewis's book, he writes in that book titled Screwtape Letter, he tells the story of a senior devil named Screwtape giving advice to a junior devil named Wormwood who was given the assignment of keeping a man from joining church. However, the man eventually joins the church. Screwtape now gives him some more advice. Screwtape tells Wormwood, when the man joins church, all is not lost. If you keep him feeling without doom, eventually the less they will feel, the less they will do. Emotionalism is a serious issue that we have plagued our churches 
If we don't get all full emotion, we say ain't nothing happening. Dr. Martin Luther King tells it, told it this way. He said, if the church does not recapture her pathetic zeal, the church will become an irrelevant social club without morals or spiritual authority. Persecution will attempt to silence the voice of a biblical man. It will do it by pain or by pleasure. That brings me to my second point, and I'm on my way to my seat. The presence of the voice of a biblical man. Acts 4 and 19. It's right there in the text that I read. A biblical man who stands strong in the law, in the midst of worldly morality, with a voice that will speak and teach in the name of Jesus Christ, has a presence of holiness. It is not his holiness, but the holiness of Jesus Christ in him. The holiness of Jesus Christ gives birth to a spiritual holiness in a biblical man. The holiness is not vascarious and cannot be transferred or imputed. So don't try to claim somebody else's spirituality. That's an act of emotionalism. But get close to the Lord yourself. And you don't have to worry about the holiness that he has for your life. It is spiritual growth resulting from the obedience to the word of God and following the example of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. A biblical man realizes he is in the presence of opposition, in the presence of false teachers, in the presence of egotistical leaders, in the presence of evil, but he also has a revelatory insight that he is in the presence of God in Jesus Christ. Voice of a biblical man must always speak, teach, and personify the presence of Jesus Christ. Our final point, the proclamation from the voice of a biblical man. As we see here, they answer them in Acts 4 and 20. It said, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. If we already, if we know Jesus died on Calvary, we are not having a problem saying so. The voice of a biblical man cannot but speak, proclaim the things he has seen, do, see, knows, and hears. It is the revelatory progression from sin that gives meaning to hearing. Jesus was always an example before he gave an explanation. Dr. A. Lewis Patterson put it this way. The enemies of God do not mind you proclaiming Jesus as long as you don't proclaim Jesus from the cross. Huh? As long as you don't proclaim him from the cross. It is the preaching of the cross that is the power of God. The preaching of the cross that keeps us focused on living with Jesus in eternity. I don't know about you, but I'm glad of the cross work. I'm so glad 
that he came down to 42 generations. Got out there in Bethlehem. Didn't have nowhere to lay his head. But he came and he lived for 30 and 3 year long years. Walked to and fro. Up and down. In and out. But they tell me that they got out and they wanted to get him. They said on one Friday that they caught him and they marched him up Golgotha's hill. Get him out there on an old hill called Calvary. He hadn't done no sin. But because of me and your sins, he took sin on his shoulder. They marched him up the hill. They laid him down on an old rugged cross. You know something strange about that. Normally, when they would come up on the hill, they would have a part, the cross would be in two pieces. They would allow somebody to help them. But Jesus' cross was already connected. And Simon of Serene Africa was the man to help him bear his cross. They laid him down. He had already told them, if you raise me up, I'll draw all men under me. They made the mistake of raising him up. They raised him up. Yeah, they nailed him to the old rugged cross. They put nails in his hands. They speared him in the side. Blood and water came running out. Blood for redemption. Water for baptism. Then let him up and stop there. As I kept on reading. My Bible tells me that he hung his head in the locks of his shoulder. And the Bible says he died. He did not go to sleep. He died till the sun refused to shine. He died till the moon ran down in blood. He died. He died. He died. That ain't the end of the story. I'm so glad ain't the end of the story. Joseph of Amethia and Nicodemus begged his body. Joseph had a brand new tomb. Jesus didn't need no tomb. He wasn't going to be there for just three days. Wasn't no sense in buying a tomb. Hey, uh-huh. What they did was they carried him there, laid him in Joseph's new tomb. Stayed right there. All day Friday, stayed right there. All night Friday night, stayed right there. All day Saturday, stayed right there. All night Saturday night. But they tell me that was a rumbling. They thought it was an earthquake. But the angels of God was making their rounds. Uh, stayed right there. Pastor Paul said it was early Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, early Sunday morning. Shook down a dance well, put up on one foot on the earth, and on in eternity. Say, all power is in my hand. Ain't you glad? Ain't you glad? Ain't you glad he got up? Ain't you glad? Yeah. 
Holy Ghost power, one awakened power, all power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because he got up. Because he got up. I can face tomorrow. Because he got up. All hope is not gone. I'm glad he got up. If he had not got up, I would have been in bad shape. He died for me. I was an unrich sinner. Undone. for the man of God? Can we thank God for the man of God? <laughs> My God. He said we might have had a problem seeing him, but I bet you heard him. I bet you heard him. We heard you. I heard the voice of a biblical man. I heard the voice of a biblical man. Amen. Amen. And while he's singing, the doors of the church are open. If you're here this morning, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you have yet to make him Jesus, if you have yet to make him Savior and Redeemer of your life, the good news is that this Jesus that this man just preached about, he's ready to save you right now. All you have to do is open your heart and say yes to the Lord. Say yes to his will. Say yes to his word. If you're here this morning, the doors of the church are, are open. The invitation is extended to you now. You can come now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ooh, I'm running for my life. Church, I'm running because I want to see Christ. I done made up in my mind. I'm going to run. While I still got time, I'm gonna run. Oh, yes, I am. I'm gonna run. Every day I've got to run. I gotta run. Oh, yeah. While the blood. I got one more thing. Hey, yeah. When these eyes of mine is closed and the blood in my vein is cold, Lord, when I step out of life back door, I won't be able, y'all. Then I can't run no more. I've got to run. Yes, I do. I sure gotta run. It gets hard sometimes. 
for being a man, but I gotta run. I got to keep on running, y'all. I sure gotta run. Oh yeah, wild and blue. Y'all may feel like I do. Oh, yeah. I got a little one done gone on home. Now they're resting around God's throne. When you see them, I know that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna shout hallelujah because y'all made it through. I gotta run. How many know you gotta run? Say about me, I sure gotta run. Thank you for Jesus for setting my soul free. I gotta do it while the blue keep running. Walking, I said one more time if you don't mind. I got a little one that gone on home. Thank you. Now they're resting around. Hallelujah, because we made it through. I've got to run. Yes, I do. I sure got to run. Lord, every day I've got to run. I sure got to run. Oh, yeah. Wow. his name oh bless his name hallelujah anybody running anybody still running oh bless his name bless his name sister Sheila is here and she wanted to make a statement God bless you God bless you God bless you we're gonna be praying for you because I see I see it right now y'all be praying y'all be praying right now y'all be praying right now y'all be praying
I thank you. And just to congratulate her because she worked hard. She stood, she stood her ground. She worked hard, was up to one and two o'clock in the morning doing homework. And I would tell her to go to bed. And she was like, mom, I gotta get it done. She worked hard. And her memes was, I didn't get no sleep because of y'all. But I didn't get no sleep because of her. But at the same time, she's going to Ole Miss in the fall. Thank you, Jesus. And for more, we just found out she got a full ride scholarship. (laughs) I am so full. I am so full. And I'm grateful. And I thank God for everybody that stuck by her that looked out for her, that will continue to look out for her. Thank you. I appreciate you all I do. Thank you so much for just guiding my baby. Thank you. Hallelujah. Somebody give God a big hand of praise. Come on, bless God for this mother and daughter. Hallelujah. God is able. God is able. But listen, listen. Did you hear what she said? She was thanking God for the village. Did y'all get that? She was thanking God for the village. The village around her and around the daughter who had been pushing and mentoring and praying all the way. That's what we're supposed to do, y'all. Give God glory for the village. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Congratulations. And we're going to pray you all the way through Ole Miss too. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Let the church say amen. Amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. Amen. What a mighty God. Men are coming now for a special presentation. It's been a full week of activities for Men's Week. Amen. Started out with bowling and I think ended up on yesterday with skeet shooting. And and we're going to get some results and get some awards. And hey, Well, no, I, I, I got a story to tell. It, it, I, I'll explain later. Amen. <laughs> Brother Davis, come on. Thank you, at this uh, time of the program, it's time for our awards. Uh, we had uh, a bowling tournament Monday night, and on yesterday we had a skeet, skeet shooting contest. And so at this time, I asked Brother Green and Brother Orange to come up and provide those trophies for the winners. Hello, Kate. Yeah. It's been a great week. I thank God for watching over us through this week of Men's Day. And we started off last Monday with our bowling tournament on uh, June the, I mean June the 3rd. And it's just been a great pleasure for me to uh, go through these, uh, working with everyone, and everyone participated and did good. So we're going to start off by uh, giving our awards to our bowling winners. Amen. And we're going to start off now. Amen. Everybody's a winner, but only some of y'all get awards. 
Amen. <laughs> That's right. Okay, we're going to start off um, our female high series. Second place was Miss Wilma Green. All right. I think you know her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right now. All right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and then our first place winner for high series is Miss Daphne Bell. Amen. Amen. She may easy. not be here, but I'll get it to her. Okay, our first place winner, high series for me, second place winner for high series men is Garnett Day. Yeah. Okay, he may not be here he either. And our first place winner for high series is uh, Michael Clemens. Michael Clemens. Michael Clemens. So it don't look like Clemens he here make. either. So now we're going to go to the uh, team. I'll accept his. Okay, uh, for our teams, second place team. I know everybody gonna don't know what to say about this, but the second place team is uh, Lawrence Campbell, Bobby Wilson, Garnett Day, Thomas Cheatham. <laughs> What about Lawrence Cameron? He's not here. Lawrence is one of our deacons. Okay, um, that's it. Huh? That's it for the bowling. And we thank y'all for coming. Everybody participated. We really, we had fun, and we're looking forward to doing it again. Good afternoon. It's the fun part here. Is Mark Houston here? Okay, he's not here. And also, before we start, we want to thank Troy's brother Troy Luster for enabling us to head a ski shoot to his place. We want, let's give him a hand. He's a good host. Okay, this past, this season here, we had three different categories youth, ladies, and men. And we had a lot of fun. Our young men, some of the first time they was able to shoot. Okay, we're going to start with third place, brother uh, Shane Davis. He's not here. Second place, Jonathan Butler. Buckler. Buckley. Come on.
First place go to Cannon Proper. Cannon here. Okay, the female category, the women. Some, uh, some of these ladies, first time they shot, it was able to be in the skeet shoe. All right. Third place, you don't believe it, but Miss Johnny Gray. Second place. Now tell us, stay up. Second place, Miss Wilma Green. the first place winner it was not biased okay the first place winner uh lady shooter she outshot at least uh, seven or eight men and the first place winner is shirley owens Men's category, third place winner, Charles Irving. Well, Charles shot 11 out of 15. Second place, Carl Young. Carl Young. Okay, the sound going. Carl's 13 out of 15 had to have a shoot off, and I will tell you about that later.
He accepts for his daddy. Okay, the, the first place winner, his father volunteered to take him out of the youth category. And he shot with the adult. It's out of, he had 13 out of 15, and his, him and his father had a shootout. And Kalen Young, age 17, hit 14. Those are the happy winners of the ski shoot. So next year we're gonna it's gonna be bigger and better. So we're looking for more ladies, more youth, because it's a fun game. We had a lot of fun. And Reverend Buckley, they're looking for you next year. Everybody's challenging you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll be there next year, Lord willing. Uh, I had to pull the pastoral card on, on yesterday. I had uh, some some things I needed to do, and so we thank God for that. But I'll be there next year. I'll be there next year. Amen. Amen. All right. It's a privilege for me to, uh, today to present a couple of awards to uh, a couple of our layman brothers. Uh, this first award is the Layman Diligence Service Award for 2018-2019. Uh, this brother is a, uh, I think, a Sunday school teacher. He also is an usher. He's a member of the trustee board. Uh, He's also a member of the Brotherhood, and uh, he's one of my, I'm going to say, best worker. He's, he shows up to work. So this brother is Brother Eddie Dawson. Eddie Dawson. Amen, amen. also like to mention that our uh, uh, March uh, Jackson District Banquet, Brother Terry Collin also received a 2018-2019 Diligence Service Award. Amen. Bless you. Bless you. Our top layman award for each year is our layman of the year award. Uh, I had to wrestle with this one because the, the person that I presented to uh, has the idea that he has not been here long enough to accept any type of awards. Hmm. Uh, but I listened to the sermon that the pastor talked about where there was a man who picked up some workers and the hmm. one he picked up at six, the one he picked up at three, the yeah. one he picked up at five, they all got the same thing. Yes, sir. Uh, so this person is a person who retired from Illinois and he came back home. And he's a hard worker. He is the uh, secretary of the Brotherhood. Uh, he is a Sunday school teacher. Uh, he's a, a member of the Jackson District Layman Award. He's a, he's a member of the Madison County Layman. Uh, he's also a member of the National uh, Membership. Uh, this brother is Brother Elbert Alexander. Yeah. 
Come on, come on, let's thank God for Brother Alexander. Yeah. Putting in the work. Yeah. <laughs> Monroe said that's his nephew. <laughs> Our next uh, ward is our, uh, for our speaker. We would ask our speaker to stand. Uh, I've had the opportunity of hearing uh, this deacon. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so now you've had an opportunity to hear a deacon from, from North Mississippi to see what the deacon sound like in North Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, I've had the opportunity to meet him and, and we often talk and and I was extremely impressed by the fact that we were having him to come and share some words with us. And I knew he was going to be on fire. <laughs> He's definitely going to be on fire. So at this time, we have a couple things. Uh, one, we have a, a plaque that we want to present to you. It says, K Chapel MB Church in appreciation, Jimmy Maxwell, speaker. Annual Men's Day celebration, June 9th, 2019. James Davis, President, Reverend Reginald Buckley, Senior Pastor. And this is something for you to remember and hang on the wall. Remember that you did stop by KHF on <laughs> June the 9th. <laughs> and we also have a look for some of your expense, uh, buy you some gas on your way home. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Amen. Amen. I have some, a few thank yous, and then we'll turn it back over to the pastor. Uh, we had a young man to do. Uh, yeah, I see. But uh, we also had a young man that uh, joined church here a few years, uh, maybe a year or two ago. And uh, he's been sort of sitting in the background, and, and we wanted to pull him out. Uh, our program guy, Brother Linnell Palmer, <laughs> did an outstanding job. Yeah. Uh, Everybody, you know him now, you see him, let's put him to work. That's it, that's it. As the old folks say, this man knows the, bi the Bible backwards and forwards. My Lord. So let's put him to work. Uh, he's been involved in churches before, and uh, we definitely need to make sure we get him up off of that bench. Amen, amen. We also sent out a, a call for men to come and be a part of our men's day. And uh, if you look at the choir stand, you see it's full. Uh, they didn't only just come, they showed out. That's right, that's uh, so right. We, we have a group of men that are here, that are involved, and they're doing God's work. And we ask that you continue to push them and continue to support them uh, so that they can keep going in the right direction. Uh, we also like to thank our urshers uh, for coming out and help us. Sometimes they overlook, but we're not going to overlook them. We, we thank them for being a part of our program also. Also our pastoral staff and all of our preachers that also support us. Uh, lo and behold, I need to ask all of the Men's Day Committee members to stand so they can be recognized. Yeah. And I think you can tell by the program that they did work. So we did do some work, and, and uh, so hopefully next year 
Uh, somebody told me last year we did pretty good, so each year they want to see us go up and up. So uh, you see these men, and if you were not a part of any of the activities that we had this week, we ask that you come out and be a part of our activities next year. Uh, we will be making plans for next year. This is an annual event. If I didn't, if I forgot to thank anybody, I want to say thank you to all of you. Thank you to this congregation for coming out supporting us. And thank you for all the musicians and everybody that came out to practice and work with us. Uh, we don't take it for granted. Amen. We don't take it for granted, so we do thank you. Amen. All right, and at this time, I'll turn back over to our pastor. Amen. Let the church say amen. amen. Listen, quickly, let me just uh, thank uh, all who provide leadership uh, for our laymen, for our men, all of the wonderful uh, activities that have taken place this week, but not just the activities, but the ministry uh, that goes on throughout the year, every year. Uh, our men are available and make sure that uh, wherever there is a need, uh, that they are there to fill that need. And so we thank God for the leadership, making sure that that happens. Thank God for this, de this preaching deacon. Amen. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Wonderful word, a wonderful word, and you, you have challenged us in so many ways, but you have challenged us in particular uh, not, to be, not to be silent, not to be silent. A lot of things happen just because good people didn't say anything. Amen. Don't be silent. Say something. Say something about it. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. We'll be praying for you as you journey back to uh, back to North Mississippi and, and Tennessee, I understand that God's traveling, traveling mercies will be upon you. If all hearts and minds are clear, we're standing then for the benediction. Oh God, for this day, for this worship, for these men, we give you thanks for what we have heard and for what we have offered we give you thanks and as we prepare now to take our leave oh God we bless you that we're not going by ourselves thank you for meeting us here and thank you for journeying with us as we depart now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.